Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright talks diversification. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I am joined once again by the CEO of Stashaway, Michele Ferrario, who's been on the show with us before. Thank you for coming on again. Thank you for having me again. I'd love to get a little bit of insight on what you see as how the market's been changing in the four months since we last spoke. What are the things that have really been most interesting to you about what's been happening? I think, you know, a couple of things happen over the last four months. The equity markets that had surprised everyone over the first six, seven months of the year doing very well. The last couple of months have done a bit less well. Uh, so that's maybe one change. And then the second thing that happened is that the bonds yields have continued to rise, which is probably contrary to expectation from most people. In fact, there is, I think, a few investors that have started to add duration to their portfolios or increase the average maturity of the bonds portfolio they own a few months ago, and those investors will actually probably have lost quite a bit of money, at least on paper, over the last few months, particularly the last couple of weeks. So I guess those are kind of our two main things. If we look at what people are doing as a reaction to these changes, there continue to be a lot of focus on cash, right? You know, the fact that now you can have, you know, more north of 5% de facto buying treasury, so as close as it gets to risk-free, makes the bar for making different investments higher. And while I don't think that's exactly the right way to think about it, it is maybe the way a lot of people are thinking about it. Let's delve into that a little bit more. And obviously, you know, you're there offering a lot of interesting advice on personal investments. So let's talk about risk and managing risk and how people should be going about doing that. I think the the starting point on thinking about risk is looking at two things. One is who you are, your personal preferences. And I'll go to that in, in a second. And secondly is understanding what you're trying to do. And you're probably trying to do multiple things. And so you need to look at risk in multiple ways. Let's maybe start from this second point. So everyone will need an emergency fund or a pool of cash that is available in case something goes wrong, right? And that pool of cash should be readily available, should be you know, quite liquid, should be obviously very safe. So you know the price should not move, move too much and uh, should be giving you some yield, ideally. And maybe two years ago, that was not relevant because the difference between having some yield or zero was tiny. Now it's big. You know, the difference between 0% and 5% or 5.5% is very large. And so that's your cash management pool, let's call it. And, you know, depending on your situation, how many dependents you have, that might, you might want to have six months, 12 months of expenses or 18 months of expenses, you know, something like that, right? So if you spend... $20,000 a month, just to put the number out there, uh, you might want to have anywhere between you know, $200,000 and you know, $400,000 in some combination of cash. And that's your cash management. And that, again, needs to be managed. But then you probably have also other goals. You probably want to retire one day. That's usually what people... <laughs> that's pretty standard. <laughs> pretty standard. Or maybe you have kids and you want to make sure that you can sponsor their university. Uh, or maybe you just have this dream of buying a second house somewhere. Or, you know, whatever your, yeah, whatever your dream might be. Exactly. And those goals will have different timelines. Maybe you want to, you know, you are in your 30s and therefore you want to retire in 30 years. Uh, but your kids are now, you know, in, you know, 12 and therefore they're going to go to school in six years, to university in six years. And depending on your timeline, you might want to think about risk differently. The more time you have, the more risk you can take. The less time you have, the less risk you should take. And why is that? Because if you have a goal in, you know, let's call it three years, and you put your money in a high-risk investment, 
and three years from now or just before your goal actually comes true let's let's say you need the money the investments you made just plummet for whatever reason because it's risky then you have an issue let's say you wanted to buy a two-bedroom apartment you're you know stuck buying a studio because you have less money than you thought you will have while if you're thinking about your retirement plan and you have you know 20 years 30 years and in three years from now the markets plummet you don't care you can wait Actually, you keep investing as the markets are lower, and therefore you're actually buying at lower prices, which in the span of time that you're looking at, 10, 20, 30 years, actually will be a great investment. And so the idea to continue investing for your long-term goals through the ups and downs of the market is very important, and the idea of making sure you have the right level of risk. Now, one of the reasons why it's important to also think about who you are as a person, I mentioned two things. Like The second one was the timeline and the characteristic of your goals. We talked about it. The first one was who you are, what your preferences are. And so different people will sleep at night or not with the same level of risk, right? And so there is people that can easily sleep at night even if your portfolio is down 40%, and there's people that when portfolios are down 10% have sleepless nights. And you just need to acknowledge that. You need to know yourself and acknowledge that. Because what you want to avoid is that you took a bit of risk for your long-term goals, but then markets go down, you lose money, and because you're sleepless, you're going to sell. And you're going to sell at the exact wrong time, which is when the markets are low. So you're buying high and selling low, which is the opposite of what you should be trying to do. And so that's why it's important to acknowledge who you are, what is the right level of risk that you can take, and how you can manage that. So how important is diversification of a portfolio in helping to manage that risk? It's very important, right? Because the saying is they want to put your, all your eggs in one basket. And, uh, and it, the same holds true for investments. If you think about the last two years, actually a great example of diversification in actually two dimensions because you diversify across asset classes and you know investment types let's say but also you diversify timelines so you know if you invest continuously so let's look at what happened over the last two years you know first of all 2022 was horrible for most asset classes and people that kept investing throughout 2022 you know they invested in january in february in march and then in may blah 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 they actually currently sit on quite good gains because they bought at the bottom of the market not because they knew it was the bottom They didn't try to attempt it, but because by investing every month, they actually took all the way down, all the way up. And so now they sit on very good gains. So that's a diversifying your risk from a timeline perspective. You're not trying to bet when is the bottom of the market or when it's not the top of the market. You're simply saying, I don't know, nobody knows. And therefore, I'm just going to average it out over time and I'm diversifying my timing risk. And then you have also a diversification of your investment risks, right? And so if you talk to most investors or most analysts in late 2022, looking at 2023, most people would have told you, look, next year is going to be very tough for equities, at least for the first six to nine months. And obviously the opposite happened. Like in the first seven months of 2023, the S&P 500 went up more than 15%. It's now up 10% after the last two uh, two bad months. So it's still 10%. It's not too bad, right? In, in the first nine months of the year. But when you go one level deeper, you'll realize that actually there have been seven stocks, really, that have pulled the other 493 up. You know, if you actually look at the S&P 493, it's actually flattish for the year. And so what does it mean? Of course, you can be great and lucky, and maybe you decided to invest exactly in the seven stocks that did very well. But odds are that you can't always pick the right stocks. And you can't always pick the right sectors. You can't always pick the right geographies. You can't always pick the right asset classes, you know, equities versus bonds versus something else. One last question. What would you say the 
biggest challenge or opportunity is out there for investors over the next few months? So maybe I'll be a bit controversial here. Good. Meaning that, meaning that people think that the biggest opportunity is cash right now. So getting your five point something percent in cash. You know, for, and especially way we offer five point four percent on US dollar cash. So it's not something that we don't say you should do. You should do it for your cash needs. But the biggest risk is that if you put all of your money just in short-term instruments, there is a risk that you're not taking enough risk. Yeah. Meaning that you are kind of not thinking about your long-term goals. And I don't know how long this higher interest rate environment will last. Probably a few months, so definitely yes. Maybe you know sometimes next year. But at a certain point, before you retire, the interest rate will not be 5.5%. And therefore, you can't rely on that to build your retirement plan because the average returns over the next 20 years for cash is not going to be 5.5%. And so you have what is called reinvestment risk. So you need to reinvest your money. And so, again, the right thing to do is to keep investing also in your diversified portfolio that will have some bonds, some equities, etc., etc. Don't just go all cash and then all equity and then all cash because that's a recipe for disaster. Thank you so much for coming in and joining me today. That's Mikel Ferrario, the CEO of Stashaway. Thank you for having me.